So I think it's important to say yes. People are, like get scared of stuff and they like want to question everything. Like, no, if something's coming into life, say yes. Give yourself a chance. I grew up in the theatre, as you know, and, and I'm used to building families within two months and you're just like, like you create this amazing world and then, oh, they've vanished. You move on and then I'm in another show. And then, like, I, I grew up knowing the meaning of change. That is Georgie, the singing, dancing, fire-breathing performer who has spent her life on stage with performers like Miley Cyrus, Kendrick Lamar, and Adam Ant. I enjoyed talking with her, and it felt like she wasn't overly worried about how she came across as much as she was focused on helping me understand where she was coming from. I enjoyed that approach, and I hope you appreciate it as well. I'm Andrew Connect, and this is the Unpretentious Podcast. Let's start at the very beginning of her story. My mom really wanted a boy and she named me after George Michael and then I came out and they were like it's a girl she's like put it back in she really wanted a boy <laughs> <laughs> so then I was Regina Magdalena Leahy and then I just grew up my parents just knew that there was something I don't know I don't want to say something off <laughs> sounds wrong but they let me express myself like I was allowed to wear I wanted to wear like 10 necklaces when I went out and seven handbags and I was wearing, like, I put like, buttons all over all the jumpers that I was wearing and ripped jeans rather than, like, the girls that were wearing girly dresses. I wanted to just be artistic. And so my parents, like, allowed me to express myself in that way. And I had a sister that was five years older than me that was going to dance parties. And when we'd go and watch, I would get out there and start performing and still a funder. And my parents just knew that I needed to perform. I needed to be on stage. I needed to express myself. And so there was never any, con this was something obviously you at a young age felt drawn to, but you never had any conflict of parents, quote unquote, keeping you in line. It was kind of encouraged. And so you've really stepped it into was, this. Yeah. It wasn't even, in, it wasn't even encouraged or um, it was just, they saw that I wanted to do it and they were like, okay, if she wants to do this, so we'll let her. But it wasn't like encouraged. It wasn't mm. pushed. It wasn't like that they made me do it it was just like oh she likes this and they let me express myself and then I was just nagging them to do more and more and more when I was always the last person at class they were always waiting in their car fucking freezing in London <laughs> waiting for me because <laughs> right. I needed to be the last person to learn the most information and, and, and get it all in because I was addicted to the yeah the love of expression and so it's this an eight desire something you're just called to so in high school and did you go to college or what kind of happened around that time where you're, it's like you're supposed to get a typical job yeah or whatever? it was even younger so I started dancing at two years old so it began hmm. that young two years old I was dancing doing ballet and tap and modern and then I started doing operas and stuff and that's when I stole the show and randomly went on stage <laughs> when I wasn't meant to and stood in front of the lead and just lay there and found myself and then the press night, they like talked all about this random kid that went on the stage <laughs> rather than the actual show. So my parents knew that that was that. And then I, yeah, I, I went and got my degree in musical theatre. But I was, school was not fun for me. I was bullied the whole way through school. Um, and then I finally got to dance college and then I was bullied by the teachers oh. <laughs> by, and the students and everything. So any, all that stuff, I know I'm glad that's all behind me. 
but it's made me who I am today. And I think that's why I've managed to create such a bizarre, random life around myself because I can fight. I don't know, fight around whatever people want to face with me. You're going to be you and you're not going to let someone intimidate you into otherwise. Yeah, and I think they did for a while. And then hmm. I think once, as soon as you get past something, like if you're scared of something and you force yourself to do it, then you're no longer scared of it. So I was timid and shy and I was scared of it. everyone around me judging me and, blah, blah, blah. and then suddenly I was like, wait, hang on a minute. If I just do everything <laughs> and don't be scared of anything, then I just, I just live my life, express myself and be me and, and each their own. But I still don't want to hear anything. I always say to my friends when they tell me, so-and-so said this about you. And I'm like, please don't tell me because that's just going to upset me. Mm. Like, I don't want to know anything. I'm just want to live my life. If someone has something good to say, tell me. <laughs> if they don't, then see ya. <laughs> I don't want to know. Gotcha. Because it's such a, yeah, that's like a, not debilitating, but it's a very hard thing to process when you're trying to be creative is to have someone. Drag. It just affects me and, and never in a good way. So I'd rather just not know about it. Yeah, I think, I think that's, there's a lot of, a lot of truths to that. Just, uh, there's a lot of people trying to bring you down. Do you think, do you think like the bullying at a young age, was that just because you were being yourself and people either didn't understand it or they were jealous that they couldn't be like that. So they had to try to put you in a box. Yeah, I really don't know what it was. Um, I had psoriasis and my body was covered in psoriasis, but made me look like a fucking leper. You know, like it was, so there was that, like I just, they saw there was something wrong with me. So it was that, but then there was also me performing at a young age and, and going out doing shows and having to take time off school and doing all that stuff. So people in their head, they're like, oh, she thinks we're not a You know, it's like, no, I just have to go and do what I'm doing. So I think it was a mixture of the two. Gotcha. And then you're in college doing musical theater. And then when it came time to get a full-time job, what happened then? I got super lucky at college because I booked a Sony drama series in my second year at college. So suddenly I'm doing my dream job while studying for my dream job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like, whoa, this is amazing. So I booked this TV show and it was amazing. And 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 then the I and then I graduated and the show got cancelled at the same time. So oh shit, what do I do now? I've been like the busiest person ever to now like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, help! And I went to a circus venue. I was like, hey, I want to work here. And that's when I started learning all the circle skills. And then that's when the Britain's Got Talent stuff came around. And I became a circus freak. <laughs> well, I saw you got to be a semi-finalist on Britain's Got Talent. So that was doing fire breathing or what was your performance? Yeah, fire breathing. I had a pet snake. I think there was like animal grinding and aerial stuff as well. I don't know if we did any stilts there, but we did as part of our show as well. It's just say yeah, a full-on female empowerment circus fueled like variety act, I guess. That sounds awesome. Being in front of the camera, that doesn't bother you at all. Like, do you get nervous about that? No, I abs I absolutely loved it. But at the time, God, my life is so complicated. But at the time, I was uh, adamant backing singer and support act so I was doing like my music which was something that I hadn't a chance to really express myself with my own voice I was so proud of 
touring doing that mm. and then the Britain's Got Talent came at the same time so I think I didn't take full advantage of that because I was so excited about doing my music so I let the other girls sort of take over and I went into the background while I focused on my music but it was still a great experience I think I could have utilized it more if I was ready I'm getting a fuller picture like you're saying where you do so much like it's relaxing is that hard for you <laughs> relaxation I don't know her <laughs> yeah no it really yeah it's possible it's just yeah it's ridiculous and then sometimes it just like my body just goes like no like it just takes over and just forces me to do it but my yeah I definitely my brain never stops but and it's not just that your brain never stops it's like you're constantly also like doing producing things like it's not just your are you like you're thinking and then you're executing most of the time yeah, I know it is. It's yeah, it's, it's fully execution and just oh, I've got this going on. I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I can't stop and do that. Yeah, it just just doesn't stop going. But it's 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 a great thing. I do think like the older I get and stuff that I'm realizing that if I keep torturing myself, then I, I I'm gonna forget about what really matters. So I need to just try and calm myself down every now and then (laughs) (laughs) and give my give myself a moment to enjoy what I'm doing you're very driven there's so much like passion and there's so much effort and you know work and drive being put into this I'm curious like what is it that you enjoy doing that you would do if no one else is watching or it's just you love this for itself and there's no next step or this next thing that you're hoping to get to I think definitely, like, writing is the main thing for me. I'm dying to eventually write my book. And then writing songs and stuff. Like, that's the stuff that actually, yeah, that would 100% be the one thing because I never actually share that. Apart from the few songs that I put out there, I'll sit at home and write and just write because I need to just get it out. Or I'll be on the train and I'll write. Or, yeah, so I guess that would be... The one I haven't allowed, like, done on purpose to share with the world. I saw you have, like, your writing desk, and it's like, that's, so is writing something you've always... I know, so, yeah, it's always been my thing. I've always been a writer, and I've always, even when I'm writing songs, I'm writing poems first, and then I create them into something. Just my life, I know. It's only when I sit down and do interviews and stuff, like I'm doing with you, that I remember... But bloody hell, I've been through a lot. So, so maybe one day I should share this with the world. <laughs> so if you're left to your own devices and it's not like you're being forced to write or someone's asking you questions, your impulse is to get out and do something. Like there's no shortage of things you're just excited to get working on. Yeah, yeah there's no shortage of that. But like I do, I, like when I'm on an airplane, I'll be writing constantly. When I'm in the car, I'm like, my, my, my notes and, and stuff are like, I have thousands of notes in my phone <laughs> yeah. of just things that I need to express and stuff, but I'm not doing anything with it. It's just having a moment. And then I read it back and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas most of my other stuff I'm like super critical about. But when I write something, I think it's really shit. And then suddenly I go back to it and then I'm like, actually, that was a beautiful moment that I couldn't see because I was too close to it in that minute. So I definitely want to do more of the writing stuff. And your writing, is that mainly capturing experiences you've been through or? Yeah, it's a variety of stuff. It's, it, yeah, it's capturing 
moments that I've been through, it's having a feeling and just writing it down. Mm. Sometimes I just there's like oh like something I hear from someone inspires me, and then I just it's like it's like word vomit. A bunch of stuff mm-hmm. comes out, and I don't realize that it was actually something like therapeutic that I needed to go through. Yeah, well, and then other times it's just yeah, just like getting it out. Well, I've heard that's what people say. They don't know what they think until they write, like writing the act of writing. Yeah. Of course, that's how it is for you. It really, yeah, it just, yeah, it really like, gets it out. And then I, yeah, I, I read it. I always make myself, so when I worked with Adaman, um, when we recorded our music and stuff, like we would write these songs and we record it. And his one rule was, he always called me Tootsie, Toots. You can't listen to this until the morning after. So I was like, okay. Then the next morning, I'd be woken up by hearing the song. <laughs> Is that because you need that separation? Because when you work on something for like a day or two, mm-hmm. or however long it is, when you're writing a song, like you're too connected to it, mm-hmm. you're too critical, you can't just experience it. So he'd force me to do that. And now I do that with my writing. If I'm writing a poem, I'll write it and I'll be like, oh, this is shit. And I'll just <laughs> let it go. And then like two days later, I'll read it back. And I'm like, oh, wait. Uh, it was like, that's actually really profound. And that's actually really helpful to your growth in how you were feeling about that or whatever. I know, I've still, I've still never had therapy or anything because I'm so English. <laughs> but I think now that I've lived in LA for so long, I think maybe it's time to have therapy. But right now I'm writing my therapy. And they're trying to win you over versus the keep calm and carry yeah. on prim and proper. Exactly. <laughs> Just... Exactly. Yeah. Brush it under the carpet. Have a cup of tea. Yeah. Stiff upper lip. That's right. <laughs> so I'll catch you up in a couple of things. Like you talked about the album. I know is how many... Did you? I know I've seen pictures of you singing. So, like, was there like a, any version of a tour? How was the album? What was all? Fill me in on all that. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was it was super random. So um, I finished the tour with Adam Ann, and then I thought I'd come out to LA and just explore it and see what it was like. And because I didn't have a visa or anything when I first moved out here, I just kept meeting a bunch of people that wanted to try and make music and do stuff and all that. You know, and that's something just expressive and and so I just made a bunch of great songs and that was super proud of it mm-hmm. it was the first time in my life that cause the only other time that I'd wrote music was with Adaman or with my ex-fiance so it was like very just we all loved each other we just it was expressive it was just oh let's write a song when I moved out to LA it was working with people that are professional writers or professional producers or professional. so it's the first time that I was actually put into rooms to make music hmm. for the point of making music rather than just expressing yourself so it was like quite nerve-wracking at first and then I realized how actually beautiful it was and then I made what I think is a great album and then I made it and then I was like oh what do I do now oh I don't know and I sort of just sat there right now to be honest but it's a like it's a, th- a beautiful thing that I'm proud of creating and I can still show it to people and it still feels very cover to me like the words and everything what I went through and what I've been through what I'm still going through it's still there it still feels right it hasn't aged in my soul or anything so it's just something I've created and if it randomly resonates with people then great Mm -hmm. if it doesn't and it's just 
like a backlog or an autobiography of a few of my past, whatever. Yeah, great. It's still music. It's still there. And how long did it take to make or that album? Um, I guess it was probably like a year or two in all. Because it was two different producers that I was working with. So yeah, I think it was a year or two. And, and, then, and then there was a few random songs that came in there. And I never, like, I didn't do a launch. I didn't, like, go, like, this is my album. I didn't try and reach mm-hmm. out to labels or anything. It was just, I made songs and I put them on SoundCloud. And and if, if anyone finds them, they're great. So it just sort of went that way. But, but still, if anyone listens and they love it, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, I made an album, but at the same time, I was performing on MTV. I was, you know, I don't know what all you were doing, but it's like, how do we get people to understand, like, how much it is that you've... First and foremost, I'm a like a trained performer that's used to being booked on jobs and told what to do, and this is what you do, here's your money, da 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 you know, and I just get on with it and do it. And then, so I'm just not very good at, like, the actual self-promotion. Mm. I can express myself with everything, but actually, like, being like, buy this, do this, own this, show this up. You know, I'm just, I just want to express myself and if randomly people like it, then great. But I don't want to like, Right. yeah, I don't know how to go about getting help with that sort of form of stuff. So I just get self-expression and then. That's your goal. Because your goal isn't to find a business model that works or to find a way to promote it to people. That they, It's just to find something that feels true and right to you and expresses something that is on your heart yeah like don't get me wrong like i've always been like fame has always been the end goal like or just or adoration mm. just like 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 finally being acknowledged for my skill and my expression and, and my artistry and the way i am like yes that's that will always be the end goal and i think mm. fame is the the thing that sort of engulfs all of that i'm so happy that i've been able to be a performer my whole life people say like oh don't you miss any substance like not substance what's the word stability stability exactly yeah do you do you, do you miss the i'm like i've never had it <laughs> i've never had it i don't know what that is no i'm just i live my day at a time and and i express myself and i work and and do what I love every day and I'm blessed that I managed to survive even when I've had my moments I'm still surviving you could not live without that like stability yeah theoretically that's nice but it's more important like you're saying to be creative to be connecting with people or expressing yourself that's yeah like uh, stability would bore the fuck out of me I would love to have um like people I'd love to obviously have stability within my artistry yeah great but I couldn't do the same thing every day. I have to just be performing and I'm really good at change and understanding <laughs> <laughs> and having moments and just getting on with it. So Yeah, what's interesting to me is like you're saying it's not it's not like sometimes it's like, you know, like the the stereotype would be like, Oh, you're running from something but like you're saying you're you're sitting down reflecting, you're writing. It's actually the opposite, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what's curious to me. It's not so what do you, what do you think it is that drives you? Yeah, I'm I'm so lucky. I have like my mum and dad are so amazing. I don't know if you've seen any of our stuff together. Like I, oh, the I, pictures. Yeah, like, I don't know why. <laughs> like my dad's just the coolest man on earth. Like I always joke about it. I'm like like 
I don't know why I have daddy issues because my dad's like the most amazing <laughs> man ever, but I still have issues in relationships and whatever. But my dad's so amazing that they're so they're so supportive with love and, and they let me express myself. I I don't know. I believe in an afterlife. I believe in the future. I don't think that like this is it. So mm. and people have tragedies and they die young or they have this and like there's so many things that go on so to give yourself so much pressure to succeed in every way in this life is unnecessary because it could end tomorrow so you do feel like fighting against a pressure to succeed or to have to accomplish a lot that is something that weighs on you like you feel this innate like am i measuring up to life um, for me, it's more just knowing. Yeah, fuck, those are really good questions. For it. Am I allowed to swear on this? I never know. Be yourself. Okay, thank you. But no, for me, it's more to know that I'm I'm growing and I'm achieving. I have that pressure, and I want when people ask me like, "What's your dream?" I'm like, "I just want to be adored. I just want people to just love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I just want you to adore me." There's not like a like a real actual mark on because I know that people think oh, I, I like I'll get this and I'll be happy and it's like and then they get it and then then they're not right. you know so I just want I do want that adoration life is is complicated and crazy short as well sometimes and people think that getting one thing they're gonna be happy and then you hear about people that get what they wanted and they're not happy in any way so I don't know. I definitely just want to be appreciated at some point in a way that people get my talent and my expression and my kindness and that I'm a lovely human <laughs> that loves the world and loves life and wants to, you know, share that joy with the world. It sounds like one of the things that you're saying that really you perhaps dislike is you do not like being misunderstood. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. The the problem with that is like you're not a simple like simple meaning like you can be explained by like you're a very complicated person in a good way. There's multiple dimensions and so for someone to truly understand you is a very hard thing to do because there's so much to you. And I think that's maybe why I have to I'm learning the hard way that I have to do most things myself. I think you're right with that. It annoys me that everyone has to explain everything. When it's just like, why can't you just be, be and express and be yourself? And just do do it and own it. I don't know. Maybe that's why I think I will just have to write my book because then I can just be proud of all the random experiences that I've, I've achieved and been through. So I've been through more in my, okay, thirty-one years of life. I'll tell you my real age. No, I'm joking. I don't ever lie about my age. <laughs> <laughs> so in my thirty years of life, I've been through a lot of amazing, crazy stuff, and I'm I'm proud of it. And, and then also, like, what the fuck? Why have I put myself through that stuff? <laughs> but it's made me who I am today, and it's made me interesting. The fire breathing, like, I know you've performed, like, uh, with, uh, was it MTV with uh, Miley Cyrus? Yeah, it was the Frill Happy video. I did the Calvin Harris one. I was the stripper in the Travis Scott one <laughs> with Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> but it's such a trippy video that, that you can't even really tell it's me because it's just, like, a hot girl spinning on a pole is so like trippy stonery kind of video that you just be like oh I might recognize her but <laughs> I nearly kicked Travis Scott in the head in that video 
Because <laughs> so then I jumped out and kicked my legs out. Uh-huh. And um, and I didn't realize he was standing there, and I, like, nearly kicked him in the head. And I was like, oh, my God, I nearly killed Travis Scott. This has been really bad. It's going to be great for my career. But, yeah, and then, then Fire Breathing for Miley Cyrus, that was when she hosted VMAs. It was, like, the promo for that. It was super fun. For a lot of people, that is all they can do is dream of being there. What is it actually like when you are there? I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm just, you don't even realize you're just doing your job. Hmm. And you're like, this is cool. And then other times, it just it's like a dream. When I worked with Paramount on the Real Husbands of Hollywood, and I had my own trailer, and I'm there. I'm like that, that was the, it's moments like that. You're like, I've made it. But then the next day you're home and it's normal and you're making yourself breakfast and it's just the same old thing, <laughs> you know, but you have that moment where you're like, I never dreamed that I'd be on, you know, uh, Paramount Pictures, on, like having my own trailer and everyone like looking after me like that's a dream. But it ends after a day and then you've got to get the next job and the next job and the next and do you think you recalibrate your expectations? Like now that you've had your own trailer and people looking after you, does that make going back to what used to be awesome jobs not as impressive? Well, nothing changes it for me. Like I've been in this industry, like I said, since I was five years old. Hmm. I'm always doing different things. There'll be moments where I do a job where I'm like, Georgie, come on, man, you shouldn't be doing this still. <laughs> <laughs> you already did this, that, and the other. Like, why are you still putting yourself through this? But that's the that's the nature of the game. That's the nature of the business. You have to just keep working and you mm-hmm. do what you're doing. But keep your if you want to keep your expectations high, then great. But I just love I'm a, like the end message. I'm a workaholic. I just want to keep working. I want to be working and working, working, working. So if I'm doing a random job where I'm doing a shoot with this person, or if I'm doing I'm writing my book or if I'm doing a music video for this person or suddenly I'm back auditioning for something else or I'm just like, like, as, as long as I'm like waking up every day and I have some sort of purpose doing what I love, then I'm fine. I like, I have the main goal and I hope eventually I do, even if I die and then I have like a great documentary about my amazing life, <laughs> even if I don't get it until it's, until it's gone. As long as I've like created what I've created art and expressed myself. You used to like the word meaning and purpose, where I think oftentimes people just chase after happiness and they never have it attached to like you're saying meaning or work. So it's, but it's interesting to me. It seems like your challenge may be how do I literally slow down and just enjoy life, not having to produce. That that's you don't even see that as a goal though. That's more something that you fear. You need to, yeah, you need to have moments where you're just proud. And like I was saying, when I like look back at writing or if I look back at pictures and I look back at life or whatever, like like having a moment to be like, oh, wait a minute, that was really fucking cool. I just did that. That was great. Oh, wait, I worked with that person. Oh, hang on a minute. I achieved that. Or even if it's just, you know, I moved to America. I need to sometimes remind myself like that wasn't easy to do. I, I never even lived out of my parents' home. Really? And I came out to America and moved to a completely different country and then made that work and have survived living here. So, like, I, sometimes I have to step out myself to remind myself that that was a big achievement. Like, we need to just give ourselves more credit. It's very important. 
Yeah, and I think you mentioned that was six years ago, and that was out here working on music. Or how did how did that how did that transition from UK to America happen? It was just I came to visit. I just finished my tour, and I came to visit, and then I came out here, and then I was like, oh, I was meant to stay for three weeks, and I was like, I, admit, I love it here. I have to I have to move here and try to work on my visa and. And yeah, it wasn't easy, <laughs> but with with all the like Britain's Got Talent and Adamant stuff and everything that I'd done before I moved out here, I managed to get a good case to build my visa and then and then stay out here and keep working. So. And did you know anybody in LA when you moved? No, I lived I lived on someone's futon. <laughs> <laughs> when I moved out here, I knew I, I knew one person. He directed a movie that I did out in the UK. But he was from California. And he was like, Georgie, if you ever feel like coming to visit Cali. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, if you really mean that, then then I'm going to take you up on the offer. <laughs> so I did. I came out for three weeks. Lived on his futon. His girlfriend didn't like me very much. So <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't fun at the beginning. And then I randomly went to a, a bar in, in Hollywood and I met some cool people. And then made some friends, and then it continued on, and here I am. But I, I hated it when I first moved out here. How long did it take you to come to enjoy LA? Like four days. <laughs> <laughs> I cried myself to sleep for like four days, uh-huh. and on the fifth day, I went to a place called Barney's Beanery, just because a random guy at a coffee shop was like, "Oh, it's a really good place to meet people." I was like, "Okay," so I went there. And I thought the Barney's Beanery was like, you know, I, I was I grew up in London, so I thought everything was like really fancy. So I wore like a proper like mm. fancy gown with the sparkly jewelry and like really like dressed up. And it's like you know a fucking sports bar. <laughs> so I went there, and I met some cool people, and then they moved on to a bar after that, and then moved on to a house party, hung out with them. I ended up moving with the, moving in with the people that I met. <laughs> And then, and then and that was sort of it. I met some great people and it sort of spiraled out of that. It was scary at first. But that's the funny thing when you when you're so terrified of something and you let yourself be terrified of it, then often like magical random things happen. You went to college, then you toured for a year and then basically you came to LA, America, and then what progressed from there? Doing the circus stuff and I was like gigging with my band. I was actually engaged to my guitarist at the time. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just had a few gigs. I was like, oh, okay, I've done some great stuff now. And now I feel like I need, like, the next step. And I feel like I wasn't sort of progressing. I was doing good stuff. I was performing. I was doing what I loved. But I felt like it was sort of coasting rather than going to the next level. So I wanted to try something else. My mom was like, you've always dreamed of LA. Like, why don't you check it out? And I was like, you know what? All right. <laughs> And I went, my my mum and dad took me to the airport when I went. And it was weird because I was like, because my mum and dad are like the coolest, most amazing parents ever, but they're not like super sentimental mm. or anything. Like they would always be like, all right, George, off you go. Like it didn't need to be like both of them. So it was like weird that both of them were like, oh, we'll take you to the airport. And I was like, this is weird. Why are they both taking me? But I think they both felt like I was going to stay, move here. And they felt, they felt, they, they just felt like I wasn't coming back. As I was walking through the passport patrol, I just walked through and then my mum like, couldn't believe that I didn't turn around and wave. <laughs> and my mum, my mum's, my mum's, my mum's Polish. And when she 
came to England. She came to England to um, learn English. Mm-hmm. She came to England, and when she was going on the boat to England, her mum and dad were like waving, like waiting, like waving, <laughs> and she didn't wave back. She was like, "I'm just going to England to learn English. Like, calm down." You know, so she didn't have the moment. So both of them were like, "Georgie's never coming back." That's it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was a history repeats itself. Same. My mum had the same thing, and that's why my mum's my mum's very supportive of of understanding that I needed to go and do what I needed to do because she had the same thing. She had the same and routine. even though she she loved loved her mum and dad so much, she knows she needed to do what she needed to do. So we both had the same pain right. of missing your mum and dad so much, but knowing that you needed to live your own life and do what you're doing. I'm curious, I'm guessing limitations or the idea of a limit, that's probably something you resist strongly. In, in what sense? Well, I'm just, because you're such a creative, you're so like to do things. It seems like the last thing you would want is for someone to tell you no, or you can't do this, or this is not allowed. It, so it's, I guess, in the sense of like there being any rules to life, or is that too strong? For me, if it feels right, do it. I mean, that's number one. Hmm. But I also don't, like, if someone expects something or, like, is, like, strictly telling me what to do or what not to do, that's that's when I my guard goes up because I need to be free and express myself in the only way I know I can. For you to ever not follow a feeling of your own accord, that would be, that just wouldn't make any sense. I know. I think I think things are complicated. You never know when some sort of feeling is going to feel wrong, or if something feels wrong but you ignore it, or something feels right but you're like, no, this is. Yeah, I don't know. I think human beings are complicated. I don't think you can have rules with that sort of stuff. I'm curious. Where like would that feel like a burden to you to have to have an understand, or even not even have to have? If someone tried to understand it, would that feel like burdensome? Where it's like, well, now it's just. Uh... Boring... No, I think it'd actually be a good thing. It'd be something. It'd be a good thing for me to try and experience. I think it'd be good for me to try and work out how or why. And so that's part of what your writing facilitates: is you start to find patterns or reasons that before it didn't, you didn't, you weren't even necessarily aware of because you're just going with the flow. And then you look back on you know a collection of experiences and you start to see common threads. Yeah, yeah, but it's still, yeah, it's still all a bit of a mystery to me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's kind of fun too. A close friend knows something traumatic I've been through or whatever. They're like, Georgie, you have to deal with it. You have to feel it. You have to let go. And, and, and I'm like I, like, I genuinely don't know how to. Like, I don't know what that means, how I would deal with stuff or let go or. Oh, I see. So, so I think it's, yeah, it's just different things that people go through. And yeah, and I think like a different, you know, Brit- like British people, it's just we've been trained to just, you know, they, there's always that joke like, oh, I am hurting, I'm just British. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just like, we don't know how to sort of express that. So I know, I think that's a new fun journey. And I think that's why I am so artistic and the way I am, because that's the different way that I release it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to, because like in one sense, it's like, it seems like you're like, the most not like in a good way like emotionally expressive person ever where it's like let me write these songs let me write these poems let me perform and like to say that you 
don't know, like, like, well, I don't know what to do with emotion. It sure seems so. How, how, yeah, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, because I, I think, yeah, I have a very expressive that I, through myself, yes, through my existence, I'm, I'm not stunted in any way. But if someone wanted to ex- me to explain anything, like, that's when I can't do it. Like, like, in, like, I, I'm trying to think of a perfect example in a relationship. Say I'm in a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, how do you feel about me? And I'm like, I'm showing you. Just shut up. Why are you making me talk about it? Like, like you can tell I like you. Like, calm down. Like, you know, that's the sort of way it is. So I can express it through myself, through my emotions, through my existence, through my art and everything. But if you wanted me to actually word it, that's where I struggle. Oh, I'm loving this. Because, like, that would completely make sense if you weren't a writer. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, but then like, but with write, but with the writing, it's it's that's something that I if I can write down, but I'm not giving it to someone or telling it to someone. Uh, Do you know, like, so is it because I, I like I that's an interesting thing. So maybe ask some like other writers whether the stuff that they write down on a piece of paper whether they can speak those as well because that's something that I can't do. Oh, so it's so I can I can sing a song that expresses what I'm feeling because I wrote that. I can write down what I'm feeling. I can write. I can word vomit onto a page mm-hmm. what I've been through. But if we're sitting in front of each other and you wanted me to express exactly what I've just been through or what I was going through or what I'm saying, uh, okay. then I would find that harder. So maybe I'm yeah. Maybe it's that's something I'm I, I'm different with. I don't. Well, no, I've heard I've heard other musicians, you know write about that in their lyrics where it's like they can express all yeah the, yeah all the problems you can express it in your lyrics mm-hmm. but you can't yeah you, you can't it's not that i could say to the one i love like oh my god this is you know it's, it's much easier to just write down when you have a minute to yourself so i mean so some of that just like writing's a safer place where a person might misunderstand or you didn't get it right and it's interpreted wrong and it would do you think it's partly like a it's it's easier to be vulnerable through the medium of music or dance or some other thing rather than like a face-to-face conversation yeah i definitely think sometimes it's just adjusting and and having a bit of time and space and a moment to try and work it out but mm. yeah i don't know i think we just all complicate the humans i don't know what's well, the effort if, for me i'm enjoying this where it's like trying to figure if, out the puzzle like <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm obviously not making any bloody sense i don't know but yeah i don't um i don't think i don't know i just yeah i know that i i'm a i'm a feeler rather than a expressor so I feel what's going on. I don't know if I'm as good at expressing. But, do you th- but then, do you- yeah, I do, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think part of it is like, or do you think you're very like in tune with other people's feelings? Like you kind of sense what they're feeling? I think I'm maybe too, too in tune with other people's feelings. Well, that's no, what I'm wondering. Trying to make like, sure that everyone's, yeah. Like you're trying to share your feelings, but then you immediately get caught up in theirs and you lost track of how you felt or what where you were going with that feeling or your thought because you're so focused on, well, how did they respond? And then you get caught up in that. Yeah. I think it's um, hard for me to like not focus on what 
their emotional like, energy is feeling uh, yeah and not to, yeah i think it's hard for me to let go of that and because yeah because i'm always wanting to make sure that everyone else is okay it's hard for me to just get lost in my own thoughts moment i'm like the opposite um, yeah i'm such an empath i just feel everything that else everyone else is going through i think people kind of have a feel for like just we talked about performances the singing the opera going on tour and then just moving out here all those things you've been through what are some perspectives on life that a person who's working in accounting punching the clock in a nine to five what do you think you might understand about life that they're not really in touch with Oh my good lord. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Um <laughs> I don't know. I I have a I have a main thing that I always say and this this will come wrong way get to the point in the end. That I'm a yes woman. I say yes to things. I have I've I'm open arms, open heart. If random work comes my way or random things or random humans or whatever, like I allow it in. So I think it's important to say yes people are like get scared of stuff and they like want to question everything like no if something's coming into life say yes give yourself a chance i always joke i'm just a girl who can't say no (laughs) (laughs) but no it's just it's just being like just open to opportunities and giving yourself the chance that like i i grew up in the theater as you know and 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 so i'm used to building families within two months and you're just like like you create this amazing world and then oh they vanished you move mm. on and then i'm in another show and then like I, I grew up knowing the meaning of change knowing the meaning of the people don't stick around forever people disappear people vanish and you know to just learning to um, make your body and your mind and soul adaptable to that is important um and i just had to do that because that's where my lifestyle was and just doing what feels right, just doing, allowing yourself to enjoy what's, what, yeah, what's important and stop, yeah, because I, I, like, I, I, I don't know, I'm very good at torture as well, dancer and everything, I'm good at, like, fucking, if my body hurts, if I'm exhausted, I push through, I do it, which is good, that's why it's made me a work, like, that's why it's made me busy and, and getting the job done. I'll be seeing you in every lovely summer's day, in everything that's light and gay. I'll always think of you that way. I'll find you in the morning sun, and when the night is new, I'll be looking at the moon, but I'll be seeing you.